Hi, welcome to Bird in the Hand, a bookish podcast featuring stories about life, book interests, and laughter. Look for our content requests on social media for future episodes. I'm Kelsey. I'm Sarah. And we are Bird in the Hand. Cheers. Boot, boot. As always, cheers. Cheers. We need to start every episode like that. That's a fact. Cheers to us. We started most episodes like that, but... With the cheers. There's other episodes. Actually, you did it this one, too. Mm-hmm. Almost every episode that we've done, you've started off the episode with, Oh, shit, are, have, you, have you already started recording? <laughs> That's going to be very, our t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> and I've, I've left it in there yeah. because it's, like, it's, it's perfect. Funny. It's funny. Yeah, it's me. Oh, well, uh, okay, so welcome to our military episode. Yeah, we're just going to kind of talk about... Embarrassing stories, funny stories, personal stories, uh, things that, stories that will come up on the, um, on the interwebs, on Facebook groups and stuff, because there's all these Mm -hmm. crazy stories out there, and people have insane experiences, especially when it comes to PCSing, or, you know, having babies at different hospitals, and they have crazy experiences, so, I'll let you roll with it. Finger guns. Finger guns! (laughs) We're ready! Stop it! Oh! That's that's also I can't. And then has this episode have you already started recording? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Finger guns. We are already gonna have t-shirts made. A hundred percent. Yes. Um, yeah. like those four things totes. That's gonna be finger guns. Have you started recording yet? <laughs> Flatulence. <laughs> I don't know what the fourth thing's gonna be yet. Cheers, maybe? I don't know. Oh, just <laughs> bird in the hand. <laughs> I don't know how to make adequately put that I on the shirt. I don't know, but, but I think we need to do it like both of us. Like it's a picture like this. Yes. Seducing the camera. Seducing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I work really hard to do that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So yeah, if you've ever been curious, people, about what do you just want to peek into the life of military wives? This is your chance this evening, and you gentlemen in the military. <laughs> it's a wild ride. Get a it's little a wild bit of our ride. perspective, I guess. Oh my gosh. Um, I mean, this is something, there's so much we can talk about. So, this is just going to touch on, like, this is just the beginning. I'm sure we're going to have so many other episodes. We are, yeah. And then there's going to be, there's going to be people who chime in that are like, oh yeah, I had this story happen. And mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, let me just interject. Mother of three, and, you know, as you mentioned before, my husband is a drill sergeant. So. Yeah, he uh, he can't uh, always intervene with the children. And, and he's doing still schoolwork work. right now. Yes. So, yep. He only is home, he is busy. Yeah, so still on point, even when I'm doing a podcast. It's finger guns. Finger guns! Damn it, the finger guns! There is Everyone. no way around it anymore. No, no I'm way. I'm like, how old am I? Like 60? <laughs> Call it out, 60 year olds. Sorry. That's, uh, I just feel like that's something my grandpa would do. So, probably like the 80s. I mean, my father-in-law does it. <laughs> like, no longer cool. If finger guns are the brand that comes along with Kelsey Sheldon. I have to sneeze. <laughs> and I don't want it to be like, ah, and then, and now it's going away. When have you so ever sneezed like that? See, my, my sneezes are like these little, it's ridiculous. They're so freaking high-pitched. I'm like, they're ridiculous. Mine are the exact opposite. <laughs> Blow houses down. I am the wolf oh, in the fucking no, story. I like try and hold it in, so it's just like the <laughs> pressure builds until it's like this high pitched sneeze. It's ridiculous. At work, one of the librarians will come in and he'll be like, "Whose house do we blow down?" Oh, <sighs> or he'll or he'll come man. in and he'll bring like ibuprofen and Kleenex and be like, "I don't know which one you need because that had to hurt." <laughs> Like, can you just pretend you didn't hear yes. it at all? Or, or of God? Travis, like, I'll sneeze. Because sometimes it comes on and I have no control. Like, you know, I don't know that it's coming and I can't just, you know, cover my mouth mm. or whatever. It just, like, happens. And he jumps because he sits behind me. But he'll he'll be like, oh, my God, calm down. Like, <laughs> tone it down, homie. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> can't. And now it's gone away completely. So. It's because we talked about it. Son of a bitch. All right. So we're going to jump in with some embarrassing military spouse stories because Whew. there are lots of plenty. them out there. We have plenty of our own, but we're going to start by sharing some other people's. Oh, I found true. this article that's literally called Most Embarrassing Military Spouse yeah. Moments. 
and I read a few of these, not all of them, and they're pretty good. Okay. I think some of them have actually happened to me too, so oh. maybe it's maybe it's a common <laughs> issue. But uh, all right, we're gonna jump in with Jody's story. Um, she said, "I can't remember if it was Thanksgiving or cookies for the dorm resident, but I do remember I had a zip-down shirt on." <laughs> Yeah. Um, as I was standing talking to many first sergeants, commanders, and volunteers, my six-year-old son walked up to me and completely unzipped my shirt. Whoops. <laughs> uh, that kid's going to the adoption agency. <laughs> Either that or her husband's about to get promoted. Oh. <laughs> hey. Whatever. Okay. I can do for you. <laughs> You, you know if they went back inside the house and the husband high-fived her, like, thanks for that, babe. Yeah. You, you're the real MVP. remember my name. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I'm sorry for that. Yeah, no. that's. Mm-hmm. So, well, the story is, put a tank top on underneath. Or, or just don't wear a zip-down shirt. Or, or that, but if you're going to wear a zip-down shirt, wear it, another layer for but, the love of God. Yes, the other layer, but it still would have been embarrassing, even with the tank top. Hopefully she had a on. I mean, I always wear a bra, but I know there are women that are lucky enough that don't. You're lucky bitches. (laughs) Seriously, like, if I could live my life not in a bra, that would be so much better. It would be pretty amazing. Yeah. A lot happier. But boob sweat, man. I just, I can't. Boob sweat, it's just, it's there, and it lives there, and I just can't. No. Yeah, but if you were not wearing a bra, like... Chances are your chest would just be smaller, because you can't not wear, like, with these bad boys that we got... We have to wear bras. Because of boob sweat. Boob my, sweat? Mine's because they just are free willy. Oh, no. And I'm going to smack mm, people in the face with I them think... if I don't strap them down. <laughs> I can't talk about this. Okay. <laughs> You're like, okay, we're going to fast forward. All right, next story. Oh, All right, WW uh, is this person's name. Wendy, Wendy. Winters. Wendy Woohoo. Um, yes. When I was first married, I parked in general parking. I thought I was, like, general seating at a concert. <laughs> Rude away. I'm thinking that in my head, like, so? <laughs> but now yes. I get it. Yes. Now I get it. Yeah. And I'm a military spouse. Yes. Okay. Got it. All right. All right. Um, most embarrassing moment for me was, or for Susan, was pinning my husband's rank on upside down during his promotion ceremony in front of his entire company. I never lived it down. It was the running joke the entire time we were stationed there. That is such a nerve-wracking moment. I, like, I'm so proud of my husband, but I hate standing in front of a group mm-hmm. of people because it's like, I just want to practice. Like, you know, like, I'm going to practice putting that rank on first. We oh, totally no. practiced before the first time I was there. We did Oh, yeah. We... Oh, I had to do it with a baby on my hip. Because Harper, oh, yeah. my middle child, was, like, not even a year old whenever he made sergeant. And so I had her on my hip because I didn't have a babysitter. We were in at Fort Irwin, which anybody who has had to go to Fort Irwin, know your pain. Uh, <laughs> I've been there. I don't know. It is literally... Like, when I say in the middle of nowhere, like, you have to drive 45 minutes off the highway. I've heard. Straight desert. There is not a gas station, not a house. Oh, it is literally straight desert. Like, if you break down, you are fucked. Like, that's it. Like you, Super. And there's not great phone service. Yeah. So, short supply of babysitters. Um, so, one of the stories. I bring Harper to that promotion ceremony, and, uh, yeah. I was just, like, shaking in my boots the whole time. like. But did you pin it on upside down? I did not. I did it the right way. I, so, knew, I knew what Sergeant was supposed to look like. Wendy Woohoo. <laughs> Wendy Woohoo. I don't know what you Actually, that was Susan. <laughs> Fucking Susan. Fucking Susan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God. If you're pinning it, well, I guess. I'm going to read one. Okay. Yes. You do this. To the next one. For Michelle. Okay. Michelle G. <laughs> I was visiting my husband in Fort Knox with our two-year-old daughter. She and I were standing at the elevator waiting to go down. When the door opened, a man in uniform stepped out. My daughter yelled, Daddy! Oh, no! The man looked at me and said, Um, I don't think so, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was so embarrassed, I just picked her up and got in the elevator. She cried for her dad. Okay, my other thought is, like, you told him no, right? Like, you didn't just run into the elevator, and so now he's got this thought in the back of his mind that maybe he has a secret love child somewhere? Oh, my God. No, it had to be.
like the embarrassment factor that she picked him up and ran. Yeah, like he had people, to have known. Like okay, I've been in situations okay. where I've gotten so nervous I just run. Like I don't. You know, like, people do that. They get so nervous, they're like, that's true. They just dip. So hopefully she told the man that it's not his secret love child. I mean, he... I also, love how his response was, I don't think so, right? right? Like, he doesn't like, remember her? Like, I guess it's what? a possibility. Um, you want to oh play God. Yeah. Um, that's definitely happened. Um, my youngest, Cade, because my husband was deployed. Okay. When, from the time he was a year and a half to almost two and a half. So right as he's learning to talk. And he knew Daddy wore a uniform, so yeah, there was a lot of awkward moments where he would just be like, Daddy, Daddy. You know? Yeah. No, stop it. Right. But <laughs> at, at that stop age, the it. kid doesn't know. No. You know, and I mean, yeah, it's an embarrassing moment, but like, no, honey, that's not him. Yeah. You know, like, it, but I understand running into the elevator like, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> like, no. gotta go. <laughs> not you. You want to read another one? Um, sure. Well, this is one. Amy S. After field exercises, I could never find my husband in the crowd. Been there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uniform? No. Dirt on your face? No. Terrible boots? No. Oh, yes. I remember why I started this one now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. A Poor good, Amy. <laughs> a, a good friend told me that I just had to recognize my husband's walk. <laughs> and, then, and then I would be able to find him quickly in the crowd. It seemed like a good idea. However, one day I was picking up my husband and saw him. Well, I thought it was him. He was walking in my direction and I was... I was pretty excited to see him, so I whistled at him and made a comment, looking good. The poor soldier sort of stopped and looked at me funny. <laughs> I, re I realized I made a mistake, and in the moment, I just stand stammered, uh, you're not him. <laughs> <laughs> see? People get so nervous. The story gets worse. At the next hail and farewell, my husband was getting his farewell, and another soldier who was hailed introduced himself as the one I whistled at. <laughs> Brutal! Oh, he called her. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so that's gonna be another one that she doesn't live down. You know Never. that if, if he stays in touch with any of those soldiers, that's yeah. always gonna be gonna a be story a that they tell. Yeah. Don't let your wife objectify me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jerry, I will call Sharp right now. Yeah. Ugh, that's, that's bad. <laughs> conversation with my husband's first sergeant without realizing it wasn't my husband. Mm. It, they sound very similar on the phone and their phone numbers were only one number off. I finished the conversation with an I love you, which is when our first sergeant asked if I knew who I was talking to. She said R, so I bet she's in the military too. Mm. Uh, to make things worse, our first sergeant would sing you've lost that love and feeling every time he's on for months. <laughs> That's good oh, humor. Yes. Like that's See? that's good humor. Okay, I did that to a boss. Not on the phone, but so I texted I love you to my boss. And she responded Classic with mistake. I love you too and I was like, Oh my god, I meant that that was supposed to go to town and yeah. she, she responded with Shh, don't ruin it. <laughs> so she had a good sense of humor. Thank you for that, and thank you for not embarrassing me, but... It was so funny. I, like, I literally looked down, and I was like, oh, well, at least she loves me, too. <laughs> Promotion? No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, feel free to accidentally text your boss to see what happens. No, don't do that! <laughs> Terrible advice! It is! <laughs> Let's see. Let's do one more of these. Oh, funny stories. All right. I was ready to go pick up my husband from his deployment. Picked out the perfect dress. That is the thing. Like, you That's a real thing. I have no idea how much we obsess over that first outfit that we get seen in also, after them Also, the sign. Yes. Put a lot of effort into a yes. sign. Yes. Oh, okay, so you got to know what my deployment sign was this last time. I kept Recording for booty? No. Because okay. that's normal, but so that's on one, very low. He told me he didn't want a big sign. So on one side, it was a huge sign. And it just said, yay, dot, 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 very small in the middle. That's fantastic. <laughs> on one side, because, and then on the other side, it said, if you thought Texas was hot, our <laughs> bedroom was about to be hot. <laughs> I did that. When but, you know, in front of everyone else, it was just, yay, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> That's okay. That's a small sign. It was. <laughs> we're, we're small. It was funny. But anyway, all right. Back to the story. <laughs> Picked out the perfect dress. I don't usually wear dresses. And got my son ready. 
Soon we heard the plane fly over. We can hear everything here at Fort Hood. I was so nervous. I hurried to get my son buckled in his seat and realized I hadn't used the bathroom. I hurried and got out the door. <laughs> when we arrived at the parking lot, it was almost full. My husband and I had already discussed a meeting point. It was on the other end of the parade field, the furthest point from my vehicle. Shit. It's the worst. My son wanted to be carried, and I had a sign in the other hand on our long walk. No one could wipe away the smile on my face. I was so happy and so excited. Oh, of course. Yeah. So happy for you. I finally make it across the field and go by all the bleachers filled with people to our meeting area. I sit my son down and the lady a row or two up from us on the bleachers starts talking to me. My cheeks hurt at this point because I haven't stopped smiling and my heart is racing. The lady begins to tell me that my cheeks are showing. I smile bigger saying that I know I'm so excited. She says, no honey, your bum cheeks are showing. I then realize I have walked in front of hundreds of people with the back of my dress tucked into my underwear. Not only have I realized that but then looking back, most of those hundreds of people are looking, pointing, and laughing at me as if I needed something else to make my heart raise. And then I had to embarrass myself. It was a good story to share with my husband a few hours later. I would be in tears. Like, oh. no joke, I would be oh. in tears. But then, you know, like that, that splotchy face that you get when yes. you're trying to hold back. Oh, I... <sighs> no. I'm so sorry. What was her name? Sarah. Not me. Not her. that Sarah. This was That's a terrifying. Sarah. That would be. That's can you imagine? Thing. But you know what? It was like the best and the worst day. So at least she had something to counterbalance, like her husband. hundred percent. And you know what? He probably told her what a fine ass it was. And you know, yeah, you know like yeah, got he probably that night. really That's appreciated fine. that ass. So, so it made fine. him feel better. So it's gonna be fine. <laughs> All right. So. That's bad. I know, poor Ooh. girls. Like the rest of them were funny. That one was just like, oh shit. Unfortunately, it probably is going to happen that he deploys again, right? Yes. And you know that she's going to be like, bitch, I'm wearing leggings or I'm wearing jeans. Like, not, nothing else. She probably wouldn't even risk shorts. Well, you know I was going to say, here's the thing. As a mother, I learned really quick. I always wear shorts under my dresses because I have kids. Mm. And especially if you're going to be juggling a kid, a sign, whatever. Right, but if she, if she doesn't have normally shorts, wear dresses. Yeah, so she probably didn't think about that. But Yeah. Yeah, I know better. Like, I wear shorts because I know there's going to be an awkward moment where I have to bend over <laughs> and pick up something. And you know what? If someone needs to peek in my shorts, that's fine. Cool. Yeah. Spanx. So much better than my ass. <laughs> yes. So, you know. Yep. Pro tip. Understood. Put shorts on under your dresses, ladies. I don't care how old you are. If you have children and you are going to be wrangling them in a public place, just do it. Not to mention wind. Wind factor. Yeah. You don't have Green to have kids. Home. Or if you do yeah. have kids and you're going to be outside, even just walking from your car to the grocery yeah. store or the cart thing or whatever. Yeah. When It's just security, man. True. You know? Just, True. Just bat, like with the bra, batten down the hatches. <laughs> Tighten that shit up. Put it away. You know? Don't let anything show that you don't our, want to be shown. This is our episode about protection. <laughs> oh, no. We're going to get into that later. <laughs> so good. All right. Okay, this story just keeps popping in my head because it happened two nights ago and I just need to tell someone about it. This is, Do I need to not record this? No, no. Oh, okay. This is, this is, everyone, the world can know about the deer. <laughs> um, okay. So, you know, military spouse problem. Your husband is going to have CQ. Always. All the time. Um, so, yeah, my husband was on CQ, so it was nighttime and the dogs woke up and I had to let them out. Okay. And as soon as I opened the door... I screamed bloody murder because what was right outside my back door? A fucking deer. Yeah, also, just, we are in Missouri, in the middle of the fucking forest, like yeah. the Mark Twain forest. They're everywhere. They're deer, there's deer everywhere, so we can't really get around that, but this is her back porch in a fairly <laughs> residential area, but yeah. we live in the middle of the woods. It was so. right there, and I just wasn't expecting that. I've never opened my back door to a fucking deer right there. <laughs> yeah, finger again. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hey, so I open the door, I scream, like, it just scared the piss out of me. And then I realized, oh my god, my neighbors are going to go, oh god. So I texted the neighbors, I'm fine, no one's kidnapping me. It's just a fucking deer. And I opened the door back up to see if the deer had gone, because I was like, I fucking, I screamed. Like, yeah. Hopefully it went away. Yeah. Like, two dogs, one's a husky, and he's a freaking hunter. Yeah, he, he has chased deer before. Okay. And, uh, so... 
I'm like looking, and it's still right there. And then there's another one, like oh, right, yeah, right here. So there's two deer in my backyard, like right next to my back porch. So they're like five feet from me. They are not far at all. Brutal. Not moving. And I'm literally going shoot, shoot, shoot deer. I don't know what else to do. And it's yeah. still not moving. It's and just, the dogs didn't notice at this point? No, they were like dying to get outside. Oh. And I'm like, the deer's just staring at me like, make me bitch. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what you got? Not moving. So I literally had to like shove my dogs inside, go outside in my, because I'm in my pajamas. This was like 11 at night Girl. during the week. Pajamas. So I was, I'm All like, no, but it was like a long t-shirt. Like, were you wearing shorts under your set long not, t-shirts? Scott! I was not wearing Have you not shirt. learned anything? <laughs> I was just wearing like a long t-shirt. You know, my butt was covered, but you know, like for now. Yeah, well, so I'm like on the back porch trying to sh- I had to go outside in my t-shirt and shoo this deer away physically. Hey, it's Ebony, and you may know me from such podcasts as the Gruesome Jason Movie Reviews. But did you know I also have a solo podcast? That's right, the Sweet and Sour Nuggies podcast with one episode on short life stories of the sweet and sour variety and the other Mental Health Mondays to be your guide to everything mental health and more. So grab your nuggies and follow us at SSNuggiesPod on both Twitter and Instagram. Sweet and Sour Nuggies podcast available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Good Pods and more. Now readily available for your listening pleasure. And then, so it had just snowed. So the snow in the woods was super crunchy. So I just kept hearing oh. fucking creepy ass deer pawing through the woods. <laughs> and it, I, it was like the start of a horror movie. Oh, and then I, because I know my dogs are, I had to be outside with them. So my mm. hunter husky didn't freaking take off after the deer again because that was terrible. When I lost him the time he went oh, deer hunting. I have, a, I have a pit bull that went after a moose when we were in Alaska. <laughs> So, you know. no, it was a baby moose, but mama moose are crazy yeah. protective over their baby. So mm-hmm. I was like, Stella! <laughs> and of course, I was in my fucking slippers, and it's winter time. Yep. She bolts. So I had to run inside to put <sighs> tennis shoes on of some kind. Then I'm like trying to call people at the same time, like, I'm going to be late for work. My dog just took off after a moose. I don't even know what to do in this situation, <laughs> like, but here we go. I never thought I would say, my dog just went after a moose. It's just, <laughs> also... In, okay, so I know, you know, there's places in Montana and Wyoming and Canada for sure Some that have moose. It's not normal for me. Also true, but <clears throat> I've never lived anywhere and had a job where I could call in and be like, I'm going to be late, there's a moose outside my car. Like, I can't move the fucking moose to get in my car to come to work. Like, that is a legitimate, not do you want moose. photographic evidence? Yeah. Because I, I feel like I have to moose. provide that because I'm going to be late for work, you know? <laughs> I'm really sorry. And the first time I had to do it, I was like, this cannot be fucking real. It's a fucking, like, it's a fucking it's moose, a moose at my car. And, and Did, you know. Hey, just serious question. Did you try and shoot? No, I was so <laughs> Particular it gave me the bitch look too. No, this fucker. So of course you know it's six thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. right? You've got maybe already a cup of coffee in. Me usually not because I like wake up at the last minute and shower really fast and like get you know freaking judo chop yeah. my whole morning and then run to work and then I have coffee. It's usually how it works. It's like ten years later and I still do the same fucking thing. You're like I'm, I'm this is how I am. I'm it's just how it is. Yes, Not like that's how I live my life. <laughs> so I come out of my apartment and I'm like, you know, I'm not necessarily like sleepy, but I'm not you know, 100% brain functioning. So mm-hmm. I've got my purse and I've got probably a bag in my coat or something yeah. in my arms and my at that point my apartment, my vehicle was right outside or fair, like very close to my door. And I go out and I'm looking down at the ground, make sure I'm not tripping on anything or there's no ice. And I look up and I'm probably from here to the wall, like not even 10 feet from a mm. fucking moose outside my car. And I was like, <sighs> like, I'm trying to go to work. <laughs> I have but, not had coffee yet. Well, yeah, like, but you, don't you know, make me handle yes. all those moose. So you kind of like it's catch your breath. Kind of coffee problem. Yes. <laughs> but you like catch your breath and you're like, oh, what do I do? You know? So I like, I text my supervisor and I'm like, so there's a moose outside my car. And this lady grew up in this town, lived in Alaska her whole life. And she was like, okay, we'll see you in like an hour. <laughs> like, okay. I'm like, I got it. 
inside my living room, opened up the door, and I just turned on an episode of some TV show and just, and just waited for the fucking booth to go. And you know, of course, I'm paranoid because it's a yeah. job, and I don't want to like get in yeah, trouble. Yeah, you just feel I, bad for being late. Yes, yeah. and so I'm like staring out the window at this motherfucker, like I need you know, like mentally willing him to move the fuck away from my car because I have I have shit to do, I have money to make. Like, <laughs> let's go. Like, this he was not in the plan for the day. Come on. It wasn't even that long. It was me. He probably stood there for another 20 minutes. So, like, what the fuck? Like, why do... Are moose just, like, flamingos? Where they just, like, find a spot to pose? You know how fucking huge he is? If I was if I was that big motherfucker carrying around a big-ass rack on my head, and I'm taller and bigger than most fucking vehicles, I'd be fucking tired going from one end That's of true. the parking lot to the other. Like, what bitch, I'm going to stand here as long as I want to. That's true. So I yeah. So I bet they do it to annoy people though too. Like if I was a fucking moose, I'm gonna annoy, but imagine, annoy the shit out of people because it's like mm, you shouldn't have a house here. Let me just bother you. Also <laughs> that imagine driving down the highway right 65 70 miles an hour and you see a fucking moose coming out of the woods and crossing the road and it's not like it's not hey when the truck crossed the road what did he say or whatever no he's just fucking sauntering across the road like sauntering <laughs> big words but like for a car to hit him yeah so I actually when I lived in Eagle River um, it's about 20 minutes from Anchorage mm-hmm. and so lived in an apartment in Eagle River and I would have to drive to Anchorage a few times a week mm-hmm. for this part-time job that I had and driving down driving down lady in a smart car and it's middle of summer it's yeah. not you know there's not a shit ton of snow on the ground there's no snow on the ground but it's a beautiful day this lady in a smart car is like weaving in and out of traffic and nobody really thinks any of it because everybody does yeah. it. People are assholes. It happens. But I happen to see probably like a half mile up, there's a fucking moose, right? Like, oh. This lady's in a tiny ass smart car. She ends up hitting the moose. Okay. <gasps> like she, cause she doesn't see it because she's weaving in. Yeah. The lady dies. <gasps> Her car is totaled. The moose got up and walked the fuck away. So, moose don't give a shit, man. Moral of the story, do not own a smart car in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> or be an asshole while driving. Or like, that. Let's just like, do let's that. Drive cautiously. Oh, man. Oh. But that was, that was brutal. Like, I have Sorry, never, like, I've witnessed car accidents before, but that was like, as you're, you know, people know it's a car accident, so there's a bunch of cars stopping, there's a the bunch of cars is. slowing down mm-hmm. because they want to rubberneck it and see what happened, yeah. and there's a dead fucking body in there. You know, uh. like, just... Kind of mind blowing, you know. I was also late to work that day too, so common denominator is me. So okay. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, specifically. I know one thing we're going to talk about was PCS stories. Mm. Uh, this podcast. So I will start with one of my. Ah! Finger gun! Son of a bitch! <laughs> I can't. I'm being loud. I apologize. It's so. Oh. That's fine. They're used, they're used to me. <laughs> my, my children are used to it. Okay. So, our, <laughs> this last PCS. Oh, shit. From? From Fort Campbell to Fort Leonardwood. Okay. I have some clear, clear. <laughs> All right, let's try this. New term. Blah. Can I time out for yep. a second? You're hitting the table oh, a lot. Shit, so, I'll be able to cut out a lot of it, but just. Stop hitting so the table. So you know. Got it. Got it. Yes, thank you. Alright, so, I, um, anyways, moving from Fort Campbell to Fort Leonardwood, and I have clear plastic bins with some of my clothes in it, just because Pretty I don't have a lot of clothes. <laughs> and I, yeah. you know, like, I was trying to put some of it in bins that was from the closet. Well, my dumbass did not think about the fact that one of those bins was my lingerie. <laughs> in a clear plastic bin. Hell Yeah. Okay. Well, I wasn't there the day the movers picked it up because when when we PCS, I go on vacation and my husband handles the move. Well, at least that's a, a piece of embarrassment to completely taken out of this scenario because oh, you weren't there when they picked it up. Right. Oh, but when they dropped it off. When they when, when they showed up to Missouri and I was here to accept our household goods and the 20 to 23 year old you you know not bad looking college student male movers are bringing in plastic bin after plastic Said bin of my clear clothing. plastic totes, yeah. And my lingerie bin is right there on top. 
sat in the middle of the living room in front of everyone, and he asks, where would you like this to go? And I looked down, and I was like, you know, I'm just going to take that one. I'm just, just going to take that one, and the rest can go in my bedroom. Thank you so much for your help, yes, but I'll show you right away. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that one. So, yeah. I am sure that all of them got a great look at my lingerie raven. Hey. Was so. it tape shot? It was taped shut. Okay. It was, you know, like That's something. It had not been tampered with, but they got a lovely visual. <laughs> so yeah, that's my most recent embarrassing PCS story. Sarah, what you got? <laughs> um, so uh, not necessarily embarrassing. All right, that's okay. We're moving. No. That's a good thing. Well, Trust me, it's not fun for them to see your underdrawers. <laughs> well, there's been some, but yeah, the one that sticks out in my mind as far as frustration. Mm-hmm is we lived in this real tiny house when we were stationed in Missouri the first time. We mm-hmm. lived in this real tiny house, one bedroom, it had a yard, and it had a connex for like storage. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Um, Cause obviously the things that we owned didn't all fit in this tiny house. So we were grateful for that, cool, super cheap rent. It was in town. It was perfect, you know, mm-hmm. we were saving money. So uh, find out we're getting stationed in Germany and we're trying to figure out with our landlord, like we were gonna go past our two-year mark, so can we pay month to month for X amount of time, yeah. blah, 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 we're PCSing. There is a friend of ours, a very good friend of ours, her name is Di, she's wonderful, Diana, but we all call her Di, uh, most incredible human being I've ever met in my life, incredibly generous, she will give you the shirt off of her back and walk around naked because you <laughs> needed that shirt, like she is incredible. So her and her husband live in this beautiful house outside of town. <clears throat> they have three children, and it's it's a giant maze of a house. It's got different levels. There's like technically three and a half floors because there's like that weird castle, level. Or is this? No, just no, no. it's just a cool design of a house, and it's it's technically. I just, I just imagine everyone in, in Europe living in castles. Oh, no, so. this is still in Missouri. This is still in Missouri. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, you're moving to Germany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh. <laughs> okay, got lost there for a second. So she, well, so I met her in oh. Derby. Okay. And we became really good friends. And the, her and her husband offered for us, Matt and I, and mm-hmm. the dogs to move in with them for like four or five weeks before we before moved. Before so we could Germany. save money on rent. Yeah. We could, oh, you yeah. know, and we, we try to ship our household goods like two months in advance mm-hmm. so, that so that we can actually there. be there. It never oh, works that way, worse. but no, we but try. We try. <laughs> So we pack up all of our crap on our own and move out of our house before the end of the month and we put all of our stuff into a storage unit. Mm -hmm. So everything is in boxes, everything is in totes. We wrapped all of our Mm -hmm. uh, furniture in like like literal saran wrap Mm -hmm. and went around it 500 times. Like we we were trying to do the right thing and trying Mm -hmm. to like make sure that everything would be okay in storage and then Mm -hmm. the boat going to Germany. Yeah. So (laughs) the day that the movers show up, they were supposed to be there between 8 and 12, mm-hmm. right? So I took the day off of work because, yeah. A, they're probably going to be late. Yeah. Um, B, if they do show up on time, they're prob- they're either not going to have enough people to pack things up in the truck oh, or they're so. not going to have enough room on the truck. And so <laughs> it's terrible. So uh, Matt took the morning off of work. Mm-hmm. He was able to be there with me. This truck shows up, and it's like 10 o'clock. So we weren't mm-hmm. there very long, but 10 o'clock, we've been sitting yeah. there for two hours already. We're already kind of annoyed. It's not bad. Well, right yeah, here. it's been worse. No, right. so it gets better. It gets oh. better. So, worse. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like it gets better. I mean, they no. yeah. So they open up the storage unit, and the the general rule is that if you pack up your own stuff, then they don't take liability for it because yep. they didn't pack it. So basically, what they did is they would shake each box. And if there were things that like rattled or kind of moved around or it felt too like fluid, they would open it up, pack Repack some things, it. and then you know. So I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. However, <clears throat> it's probably one o'clock at this point, and they've taken all of the stuff out of the storage unit, checked all most of the boxes, and it's all out on the gravel in between the row yep. of storage units. Right? Nothing had been packed in the truck except the couch. Mm-hmm. Part of the couch and a dresser, I think, and maybe okay. a bed frame. And they had, I think they had three, what do you call them? Three wooden boxes oh, for yes, us. Oh, yes, I know like, what you're talking about. The crates. Yeah. Yes. I think they had three crates for us, which I don't know how much that holds. I don't I don't care. <laughs> but it holds, a, you know, it holds yeah. a decent amount. So they already had one crate that was completely um, nailed shut, 
and it was somebody mm-hmm. else's crate. So yeah. they had already been to somebody's house or, you know, whatever. Whatever recently, yeah. They look at us, and they, they got a phone call of some sort, and, and there was four guys, three guys, three or four guys, I don't remember at this point, but they got a phone call. They were all, like, collaborating by the truck. Mm-hmm. They come back over to us, and Matt's about to leave to go to work. Mm-hmm. They say, we have to go to Rala to get this other person's house because they weren't there when we showed up this morning. And we'll be back in a few hours, and we'll finish packing up the rest of your stuff. No, no, sir. They fucking left. <gasps> they fucking left. All of our stuff was still out on the gravel. They didn't help me put it back in the storage unit because they're like, oh, we'll be back in like an hour or so. It's 35 minutes to Rolla or to get to whoever's house. Maybe so they lived on the highway. at least two to three hours at least. minimum. These motherfuckers didn't show up until like 5 p.m., four hours later. I was sitting, I was getting a fucking tan. Like, I, yep. I took the plastic off part of the couch, and I fucking read a book on yep. my phone. Yeah. Like, like, rolled up do? my pants and got a, got a tan on my legs. Like, what the fuck? Like, Let me just enjoy this USA sunshine before yeah. I leave the country. Oh, my God. So then they uh. came back, and they wanted me to buy dinner. They were like, so can you, like, order us a pizza or something? Um, after this? Fuck no. <laughs> yeah. Because we, Good so luck, bro. when they showed up at 10... And they started unpacking the storage mm-hmm. unit. I begged Matt to go up to Sonic and get coffees and get burritos. Yeah. Breakfast burritos. Cool. cool. You know, yeah. just trying to be nice because they're they're tra- taking care of our stuff. There's too many stories out there that, you know, people's stuff gets rifled through. It gets stolen. It mysteriously goes missing for months and yes. months and then shows up six months later in some other country or state. Like, so we were trying to, like, Ugh. be nice and, yeah. you know, put the good karma out there. And then they left and then came back. And when they came back, they asked for pizza and then they instantly became salty when I was like, I'm not going to order pizza. <laughs> like, no, I bought you guys breakfast this morning. It's now 6 o'clock, and you guys are not even halfway done packing up the yeah. rest of our crap. Like, no. it's not my fault you left. Yeah, and then, then one of them, and they didn't say it to me, but they were bitching to themselves about overtime because the bosses were going to be pissed that they were after 5 o'clock. That's not my problem. <laughs> if they would have stayed and packed your stuff and then went to Rolla, yeah, that would have made much so much more sense. Yeah. I said they wasted over an hour. Oh, 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 yeah. honey. <laughs> it was yeah. terrible. It oh, was terrible. And we've, we've had a couple other, like, the, the language barrier in Germany or any country mm-hmm. that you get stationed in, right? There's going to be movers that do not speak English as their first language. Or yeah. if they do, they have a strong, you know, whatever. Yeah. So the couple of movers that we had in Germany leaving to come back here, they were talking shit about us. While we were in the house. And the only reason I know this is because one of my friends, who is a German national, yeah. was there to, like, say their goodbyes and, hey, yeah. you know, really nice to meet you and maybe we'll see each other again someday. And she overheard some of their conversation. And she oh. was like, fuck no. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I, yeah, it's yeah. being, PCSing, PCSing is, is so a whole hard. nother nightmare. Yeah. It's like a beast. Literally <clears throat> every military member and spouse, couple, whatever, the, uh, no one is left unscathed. At some point, you're going to have something shitty happen to you. I will yeah. say, I want to, like, knock on wood, so far, the worst thing that's happened, we bought, so this was our dumb faults, right before we left California for Owen to go to Fort Campbell, my son needed, like, new bedroom furniture, and there was a sale, so I went and bought him a new bedroom set. Okay. Like, a month before we left. Okay. Stupid. Because... It got damaged in between Fort Irwin and Fort Campbell. Like, brand new dresser in the drawer got, like, the corner of it. And it wasn't even like you could just, like, glue the drawer back. It just got smashed. So it sucked. I was so mad because I was like, it was a, you know, like, we wanted to buy him a bedroom set that would last. Mm. Fucking movers. And, you know, that was, like, our our second PCS. So we were still learning. Well, even that, but, like, when things get damaged, when things get lost, you... You absolutely have to have renter's insurance, like every freaking place that you go, which isn't a bad thing, but if you have to do a claim, you've got to have all this stuff. Oh, it's such and a then pain it, in the ass. Yeah, and then if you have to do a claim, usually against the moving company, they want specific paperwork that has to be turned within a certain amount of time, and it, there has to be photos, there has to be this, there has to be that, there has to be 1,500 different things that to all have it. to prove it, and then you don't even get reimbursed for, ha- not even half, most of the time, yep. of the actual cost of what the damage is going to be, not to mention... That refund or, you know, the, the, the reimbursement is, yeah. is going to come, like, a year later because they have to go through their legal process and their audit and their this mm-hmm. and their that. We don't care at that point. Yeah. Like at we, that point, you're just like, we're fuck so it, just go away. It. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to get something new. Our neighbors, oh. they PCS from Korea to mm-hmm. here. 
she was like eight months pregnant when they got here and they got here I can't remember if they got here before or after we did but it was we were pretty close in time mm -hmm. she's eight months pregnant has twins a month later <sighs> this poor girl all of their baby stuff was lost in the PCS <gasps> no so, and they had twins right so they yeah, had two they cribs they had two bassinets they had a, a double stroller they you had know this. they had that took it. that's like, what I'm where saying did, where does it go yeah like now where does this stuff end up because so many things get lost it's like okay is there a lost and found for the moving companies no so because where does it at some point, someone's got to find the boxes and realize, oh, shit, that's not mine, you know? Yeah, yeah. So Where the fuck does it go? One thing that we learned is that, um, and this is, I think, while we're in Germany, I don't quite remember how we came across this information, but one thing that we learned is that all of the careful putting of boxes via Tetris in the mm -hmm. in the wooden crates that we're allowed to use, right? Yeah. What ends up happening, you know how they nail it shut in front of you and they usually put like some kind of tag or label yeah. on it? That shit gets taken off when it gets taken back to the warehouse and then they take everything out and try to condense it down even more. Did you oh know that? Oh my gosh, no. So there's a lot of shit that goes missing when it because goes to the go warehouse to and it. they go to condense it. Mm -hmm. But is it condensing or is, is it, it actually like, like people just digging through your stuff? Yeah. You know? So oh. I don't now I don't know that that happens at every lost. packing agency. But that's what we found out in Germany. Yeah. Is what is the typical process because they're trying to save space on the freaking ship that's taking these crates from A to B. Now I don't yeah. know how that is in the states when you do stateside PCSs because mm -hmm. it basically just goes on a trailer. But they have warehouses too that they have to like store these things yeah. to take it from A to B. So I don't know. Okay, so when we do teasers for this episode, I want to use that clip and like arrow. Notice this bitch has a zipper on her fucking shirt. Preview. <laughs> oh god. Oh, that's gonna happen. Mm. I didn't even notice that. Oblivious. <laughs> And see. Okay, so <laughs> with you, I can't. Sorry, we took a short break. Um, uh, yeah, we know. needed to. Oh, okay. musical intro. <laughs> <laughs> There's your music. Missouri, but or I'm sorry, <laughs> Minnesota, 
trying to think of an end name. Um, but if my AirTag is in my crap that's in Minnesota yeah. and it bounces off, say the driver has his Bluetooth turned on attached to the truck to play music, yeah. that AirTag is bouncing off of his Bluetooth single signal and mm-hmm. it's coming and reporting back to my AirTag so, app. Yeah, that's so awesome. So technology. Yes. So <laughs> this so this is the story. I'm getting this from Newsweek because it's now officially been published on it's a national. lot of the huge, huge mm-hmm. media outlets. So it says a family military recently went through a moving ordeal and had tracking technology to thank for their maddening experience. So many different maddening experiences across the entire military with yeah. PCS moves. So this is not Finally, new at least somebody news. gets some justice because they have proof. Yes. So Austin and Valerie McNulty were recently moving across the U.S. as part of their fourth PCS permanent change of station from Fort Carson to Colorado to Fort Drum, New York. The family conducted (laughs) two full do-it-yourself moves, called DIY moves, and two partial moves, with this recent move being a partial. I guess they call it a partial ditty. Yeah, partial ditty, meaning you did some of it yourself, you let the movers move some of your stuff. Yeah. So prior to making the cross-country trek, Valerie felt inclined to track her family's possessions in case something happened during the moving process. Mm-hmm. She had an Apple AirTag that she inserted, inserted into a box of her son's toys. So I guess maybe it was only one. Um, <clears throat> she told Newsweek that she had read horror story after horror story on Facebook from other military families who had their own issues while moving. She wanted to test the tracking theory herself. Amen for you, Valerie, because this, yeah. is, this is huge. Yeah. You kind of learn as you go in PCSing in general, Valerie told Newsweek. Each one is different. It was really beneficial in our in our circumstance. The family's household goods were all packed up in mid-December in Colorado with the intention of receiving all of their possessions on January 5th in New York. While they received most of their items on January 8th, Valerie said they were still lacking a few of our high-value items left in Colorado. Not mm-hmm. uncommon. Mm-hmm. I so, hate that. It's like... Why are you splitting my stuff? Agreed. It's just that make, means you have to make two freaking stops. Mm-hmm. Just keep my stuff in the first truck. Yep. God. Yep. God. So Austin, Sorry. who is a <laughs> warrant officer, has been in the army for over 14 years, said there are different moving options for military families. Mm-hmm. One includes a family doing it themselves and having the army reimburse about 95% of the move, mm-hmm. including loading up a truck and van with most of the essentials. Another option includes the Army covering all expenses and the move is coordinated between contractors and subcontractors. Mm-hmm. There's good vi- there's there's good with both. There's good with both and there's bad with both. Yeah. You know, if you have to do it all yourself, you have to pack everything yourself. If it's anything is damages, yeah, if anything is damaged, it's all on you. You have to take care of it. If the movers come and do it, you're freaking out because, you know, I've got demi johns from Germany that are just huge glass round bottles and I don't want those to break because they're amazing and they're way cheaper in Germany than they are here you know I don't want that shit to break but if somebody else is packing it I don't have control over it but if they pack it they're supposed to pay for it but the reimbursement process is a pain in the dick so here we are caveat just saying for those military spouses starting out don't buy any expensive furniture yes for the love of Pete for the love I know it sucks and you want to have a beautiful home but let me tell you if you're going to move every two to three years it just is part of the game. Do not get expensive furniture because you will not make it to the end of his military career with that expensive furniture. It's just not going to happen. No. You're going to move six times. Every move, something will be broken. If not more than that. Yes. Every move, there's going to... Or move. you're going to pick up a kid or a dog on one of those, or a cat, or a, a ferret. Yes. Whatever, whatever you're into, a snake, ew. But... Like, you're going to pick up yes. something that will damage that furniture. So if, if we get an $800 couch set, that shit's going to be ruined before yeah. we PCS the next time because we have two dogs with muddy paws when all the snow melts. Like, yes. Save your beautiful <sighs> dream home for when he retires, you're in one spot, and you don't have to move again. Just for the love of Pete, do that. Yes. Plus, there's so much second... There's always, always good free furniture stuff. There's always free you know furniture. What gonna, what's going to fit in your No house. kidding. Yeah, so... Anyways, back to the article. And scene. Okay, so. <laughs> We're annoying. <laughs> Damn it. Yes. Man. That's, so. that's end scene for you. Yeah. Okay. So. Looty doo is what I say for intro. For songs, though. For songs. That's different. Looty doo. Finger guns. Fuck. I can't. Finger guns. The okay. McNulty family. Okay, so. <laughs> the McNulty family went the partial move route this time around. A moving company called Sudith became Sudith Sudath Su Sudith. I'm gonna go with Sudith. Uh, became involved, but as Austin pointed out, Sudith Sudith. We could be saying that completely wrong. Just 
I have if no we are, if we're sorry. Okay. We're just sounding it out and going with it. Sudith hired a subcontracting company to complete the process. So it wasn't even Sudith doing it, and they were the ones hired. Happens all the time. Yep. So it's on the January. Kids looking at my lingerie. <laughs> so on January 7th, <laughs> the couple saw that their air tag was moving and was later contacted that their items would be delivered on January 8th. However, a moving guy reportedly told Austin that he just picked up the stuff and would, it would take another day or two. Mm -hmm. Because of the air tag, the couple knew the moving guy was not in Colorado, but was just less than five hours away in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. So he lied. So. <laughs> yeah. As for the family's possessions, which were supposed to be inventoried in a safe location, GPS tracking showed that neither action allegedly occurred. It turns out that the items just stayed overnight in a sketchy part of New Jersey, Austin told Newsweek. <coughs> Oof. Oof. According, yes. <laughs> According to Austin, that same driver who allegedly lied about his whereabouts told Austin in a phone call that he went to see his lady, and that was a part of the delay. When the items, because also I don't know if it's mentioned in here because I haven't read it all the way through, but the where the air tag was. Um, communicating and mm -hmm. letting them know its actual location it was in a residential area yeah. it wasn't even in like a warehouse a area or a anything. commercial district yeah. like it was in a is it was in a residential area so which is not wrong. okay yeah so while the family received a majority of their items on the 8th Valerie told Newsweek that a page of the inventory was still missing and remained in Colorado by January 20th all items had arrived though Valerie said some items were broken The family has a, so this is bullshit. It's it's insane. It's a good amount of time, but the whole point of it is the family has 180 days to file a claim. Mm -hmm. So they told Newsweek on by January 24th that they had not yet done so. But the the crappy thing is, after you after you have been somewhere for 180 days, like let's say you wait a few months because mm -hmm. you're waiting to go through all the boxes and you're waiting to make sure that you have the whole list inventoried of things that are broken or damaged yep. or whatever. I either lose the list or completely give zero fucks at that point. At that point, you're just like, I'm going to go curb alert it and hope somebody's got another piece of furniture I can get for yes. free. Yes. So, yeah. <clears throat> anyway. So, I think, so Valerie said, I think we would have been waiting a lot longer for our, house, for our home goods to arrive if we didn't have the air tag. I still can't believe that guy. Literally, like, when she called him out, he's like, I'm just seeing my lady for... Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, going to have to cock block you. I'd like my underwear back. Yeah. <laughs> So she, Sorry. I don't care. That's my stuff. Like, I that's, know. No. So it gives that, so she, Valerie says, it gives that opportunity for things to conveniently go missing. I'm thankful it didn't happen, but it would be all too easy. I would say that air tags are fairly inexpensive and it's an easy way to hold the third parties accountable. Yeah. So in a Facebook post that she published on January 7th that has since gone viral, which is the one I was yeah. talking about. Valerie said the Army needs to do better and that military families need an advocate or a point of contact from the beginning of the PCS process to the very end at their next duty station. I hope that other military families follow suit and get the ball rolling for some change. Yeah. So then, the or Army... the Army could pay for air tags if they don't want to do that. They're not going to do that. They're going to come up with their own Bluetooth system for whatever. They're not going to out outsource to Apple. Apple. But just an idea. But the thought, yeah. yeah. So the Army actually responded to this situation. Mm -hmm. The Good. Army the army continues, and this is a spokesperson. Mm. The, army <laughs> the Army continues to implement policies and initiatives to improve and streamline permanent change of station relocations but so that soldiers <laughs> and their families... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> And streamline PCS relocation so that soldiers and their families experience safe, convenient, and predictable transitions to their new homes. Mm. So the spokesperson Can added. You see my eyebrows right mm, now? No. So the mm. drugs are not allowed in the army, but somebody was clearly smoking something. And they really think that statement is true. This is an army spokesperson, so they might not be a soldier. Okay, sorry. Stop. <laughs> the spokesperson added that the Defense Personal Property Management Office say that five times fast yeah. operates a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week hotline. Okay, so for those of you oh, in the military oh. listening to this, it is 833-MIL-MOVE. So 833-MIL-MOVE with customer support representatives who can provide assistance. I didn't know that existed. I didn't know that either. But honestly, so, okay, if, you know, I think the biggest issue or one of the biggest issues is the fact that these companies that get hired for these contracts sublet it out. Mm-hmm. That That's should not be allowed. Yeah. Because well, then this the, guy okay. is is subcontracted. Yeah. So he's it, 
does he okay so is the company that he works for okay with him stopping off at his lady friend's house in harrisburg pennsylvania on the way to fort drum because it's on the way now because they're coming from colorado right but if he was magically in washington would that have been more of a problem because he was at some lady yeah. friend's house in another state on the opposite end of the country? Ugh. Like that's that's honestly, I'm not saying like the guy should get in trouble, he should get fired, but I want to oh, know I think where he absolutely should he should. But I'm saying I want to know where the repercussions are going to end up. Is it going to be the company that was contracted to do the job in the first place, or the subcontracted company that fucked it up? Because obviously that subcontracted company should no longer be used be because able. they yeah. ruined their chance to yes. be hired for any kind of job. Yes. But does that company that's contracted by the military, are they are they going to experience any repercussions from this situation? Or well, is it just going to get swept under the rug like a lot of other things much. that... Happen? I just went, like, like the fact those, the movers that unloaded our stuff mm -hmm. were some ragtag group from Cape Girardeau. Like, like I said, it was college kids from Cape Girardeau that they randomly hired that day to unpack our stuff. Like, it, I absolutely think that in order for those companies to be more accountable, it should be those companies, people, they, their employees. Mm -hmm. Because that's part of the problem is that those college kids that are hired for the day don't care if you never hire them again. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Because they're, they're, like, they're making 300 bucks for that one day. And they're and like, see you okay, later. cool, bye. Yeah. Like, I don't have to do this again. This isn't my career. Yeah. So, I, it's so frustrating. And it, it's just, there are so many things that it's just so easy for people to take advantage of the mm -hmm. situation. And it's not fair. Like, these are, this is our life. These are our lives in those boxes. Yep. And no, whether, I don't whether care it's about, an entire household mm -hmm. full of crap, or if it's my newborn baby's, not mine, but like a In newborn general. baby's <laughs> yeah. crib and bassinet and all the baby clothes that they yes, bought and like the blankets that somebody bought. Come on. Like, I, um. Like that chair right there oh, in the corner. Can you see it? Yes, Whoop. that one. Is 20 years old. My mom got that when my sister was a baby. Oh, that's cool. I know, it's a secondhand chair. So, you so know, what? I mean, worst case scenario, yes, it's a secondhand chair if something happened. But, like, that's a chair I got for my mom. When I sit yeah. in it, I think of my mom and how, she, you know, like, she had that, she got that chair when she had yep. my sister. And you read books with your kids on your lap. Yes, in, that, in chair. that chair. Yes. And so it would really suck for them to lose that chair or break it conveniently because it's a fucking lazy boy and it's yeah. so comfortable. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have like, family heirlooms from my yes. great-grandparents when they got married in the 20s. Yep. Like, that's fucking cool stuff. I have stuff... My dad passed away a long time ago. I have some of his military, like his medals and his badges and his, um, whatever this, this, whatever this thing is that the he bars. wore. Yeah, the bars. Thank you. God. I was like, I think <sighs> she's going for bars, but I'm not sure. But, but I have his bar thing from his uniform. My mm -hmm. uncle, I have his from when he was in the Air Force. Like, come on. Like, there's crazy stuff that we carry yeah. along with us in these moves, and we have to put... The responsibility of that in someone else's hands rather than deal with it ourselves because at least if the the blame would be on us and it would be a little easier to swallow if you know hey that demijohn that i bought at that one like yeah. flea market in whatever fucking country if it breaks and i packed it well i didn't pack it good enough yeah but if a mover packs it motherfucker you get paid to do this yeah why isn't it packed better or why didn't why wasn't more paper wrapped yeah. around it or it was you know, wrapped in bubble wrap or what, you know, whatever the yeah. case. Well, it's so, just they try to cram so much. <clears throat> and like you said, they're condensing things. So it's really easy for a piano bench to conveniently be missing or what, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's just, it's sad. And I really hope that this story highlights, because I mean, I, like I said earlier, you cannot tell me for a, a military spouse, like mm -hmm. a seasoned military spouse that's been in it or family, whatever, mm -hmm. for 10 years. They have at least had one PCS where something has gone horribly wrong. Or, or just or missing. Just, yes, you or know. missing. Just, you know, like they have a PCS story. No one is left unscathed, and that's bullshit. Yep. Because it now shouldn't there, be there, that way. On the flip side, though, there are good stories. Like, when we moved from Alaska to Missouri, we didn't really have much, so there wasn't, like, much to go missing. I think, and to this day I could be wrong, but I think there was a box that went missing, but I don't know what was in it. Mm -hmm. Right? So there's always going to be, I shouldn't say always, but there's 
very regularly going to be those stories where it's like, fuck, there was that one box from the office that was in the corner that just had a bunch of junk in it, but there was these one papers from a kid's school that this and this and this, and that box is magically not here. But when you're moving after 20 years in the military and you have an entire household with three kids and two cars and five dogs and whatever, there's shit that's going to go missing, whether you realize it or not, you know? And the, the, ugh. It's Moving just, on your own is just too goddamn stressful with, sometimes. I was going to say with three kids. Well, and you can't when you go abroad. Yeah, oh, yeah, abroad, you no. When but you when go, you're, when you're like, O'Connor, you know, what did it say? This this family, the McNulty's. It was just Colorado to drum. But right, but I was talking the number of PCSs that they've had. I think they said it was what four. What did it say? I think it was their fourth, she said. So it wasn't like their first one. They've been through it. Two, so they conducted two full DIY moves and two partial moves. So four PCSs. And this would have been their fifth. And this recent move being a partial. So okay. I think five PCSs. So five yeah. different duty stations, and they've mostly done it themselves. Yeah. Where we've been at four duty stations, and we've always had the movers do it for us. And we Same. haven't had, you know, nightmare stories. Luck, where Because, like, yeah. there's, what was that one story? Oh, a friend um, of mine. She had all her shit get molded. Every yes. single box, piece of furniture. They moved, I don't know where they were coming from, but here to Missouri, they opened the truck. Everything was molded. They had to throw out everything. That's awful. Can you imagine, like, your kids' clothes, their toys, their blankets. Photos. Photos, papers. Everything molded and ruined. Like, their whole life was That's just. awful. Because someone couldn't take care of their things. Not to mention, um, I, I heard it while we were in Germany, there was a barge that was taking a, a ship. I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't know anything about water travel. <laughs> it could have been a fucking canoe. We I don't know. Jet ski. <laughs> <laughs> boop, boop. So. Furniture gets torn yes. all the fucking time. But there's people that lose entire crates of things and it falls into the ocean. Like, bye bye, there goes the Hope Diamond. Have a good day. Like, you know, you're not getting that shit back. No. Never. And then, but then, how do you make a claim out of that? You know, you get, you get the well, inventory, you get the inventory list. list but, but even then, that's not usually written out. Sometimes it just says kitchen items. Yes. What well, does that mean? My $80 knife set or my freaking badass cutting boards that I got from some weird village in Alaska. Like, no, some of that stuff cannot be replaced. There's so much sentimental value on so many things that we own. They only give you $10 for it because it's a fucking cutting board. Bye. Yeah. My my blood pressure is like, (laughs) rage. (laughs) I just want to fix it all. (laughs) So yeah, it's, this episode is too easy for us to talk oh. about. We've both been there. I yes. definitely want to hear your stories. Like, I want to hear... Yes. Tell the, us the, the funny, the terrible. Yes, the, the embarrassing. Um, <laughs> we we had movers talk shit about us in another language, and we had no idea until my friend came by. Like, I want to hear those stories. I want to yes. hear all of it. Doesn't matter. Positive, negative. Or we'll have a follow-up episode. Or just any funny military spouse story. Send yeah. it our way. Um... Bird in the Hand podcast. We're on TikTok. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram, Twitter. So I have a funny story, and I'll shut up after this. So, <laughs> okay. Embarrassing spouse story, right? So I'm not going to say what duty station we were at because it'll give away all of the information, and I don't, yeah. So Matt had this one first sergeant. Okay. Wife, super awesome, super nice. Their kids were adorable, always super polite. They, you know, they were really great kids. Anytime I was around them, it was like, your kids are fucking cool, man. Like, Mm -hmm. cool. So, uh, his spouse and I became friends. Like, she's also super cool, super cool lady. This man, mm, damn good looking. Oh, oh, I love how you're like, my God. Yeah. <laughs> had to take a minute to just appreciate the image Seriously, in your mind. <laughs> even, even Matt and the guys in the unit were like, mm, first arm. Like, oh, yes. I mean, the man worked out. He was good looking. But not only that, he had a good smile, like good teeth. 
Mm-hmm. But he was so fucking nice. That you just know, makes him like, more attractive. Oh. So yeah, as far as embarrassing, right? Anytime I had to go to the company for anything, you know, if it was like FRG mm-hmm. or some stupid event that they were putting on or whatever, I was always like, it's for a surgeon here. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say hi? I don't know if I'm going to air this, but the, the oh, you if you're listening this. to this, like, she, first of all, first I'm of sorry, because this is embarrassing, but second of all, never in a million years would I hit on your husband. Never in a million no, years. That is your husband. But dang, girl, like, you landed him, and woo, kudos to you. Yes, we are all slow, slow clapping, clapping, because, <laughs> wow. So, <laughs> my cheeks are burning up, because now I'm embarrassed saying this out loud uh no don't be that's a perfect way to end this episode <laughs> on a great note at least uh, there's eye candy we may lose our furniture everyone might see our underwear <laughs> but at least there's, there's good looking men to candy. look at <laughs> not only our husbands but then there's <laughs> others hmm. <laughs> we're adding the noise to oh, the I noises can. I can't Thank you for joining us on Bird in the Hand. We had a blast tonight laughing, and we hope you enjoyed it too. So if you have any content requests or any stories you want to tell us, we would love to hear them. Please reach out to us on social media or send us an email at birdinthehandpodcast at gmail.com. Have a great night, people. Boop, boop.